what, doggy? Fifth time's the charm. Yeah. How you you doing, buddy? Man, it's been a rough night, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, it's good to get the jitters and the bugs out. We've tried to start recording like five times, and I screwed it up every single time I started talking when we were playing the song, so. Well, I mean, I would be like, all right, press record now. And then you'd be like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already recording. Good times, Tom. How are you? I'm great, man. Happy, happy hour. Um, I see you're wearing the same clothes you were wearing last time we recorded. So that's, that's um, no, the last time I recorded, I had that like um, that oh, Cuba shirt. Long, okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay, never mind. And this is a purple shirt with a fleece over it. It's entirely no, you, different. You've worn you've worn that fleece before. That's I, I oh, I wear when I give her. I get home from work. I just like take my clothes off and then put my my comfies on. Com- you know what I mean? In, in complete fairness, I've worn this T-shirt two days in a row. So well, okay, there, there you, you go. There you go. Nice. How's the weather down there? It was uh, 78 today. Nice. It was like 48 today. It's going to be 80 tomorrow. Oh. And sunny? Oh, yeah. No, rainy. When does the humidity kick in and it gets like unbearably uh, hot? Probably about a month or so. Okay. Yeah. So this is like the good time where it's like... This is this is like the perfect time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you like the darkness, so... Well, here's the thing. that Even the humidity today was 85%, but... You wouldn't have known. I mean, it was it was not uncomfortable at all. It seems like a high number. A hundred percent is rain. A hundred percent is rain, correct? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying that like it was eighty five percent is probably pretty typical for like mid July. Okay. And but it it was not uncomfortable. So got you. Great. So there you uh, go. Well, it feels like spring here. Yeah, forty degrees definitely says spring to me. Well, when it's been like you know. 18 and 20. Uh, I'll I'll take the 40. Think about going from like 18 degrees to 80 degrees in like a week. Oh, well, I feel like it would do that here because New England sucks. Dude, I'm telling you, every place says, oh, if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. They say that down here too. Oh, they do? Yeah. Man, that really grinds my gears. Yeah, they say it everywhere. I thought that was a special thing we had. No, it's not special at all. Boo. Boo. It's nice actually. Um in Florida, I couldn't get like my ring off. Like I could get it off, but like it was a struggle. And now that we're not in like that crazy humidity, my ring comes right off. It's like it's You know nice. you know you shouldn't be taking your ring off, right? Um why? Because it's bad luck. No, it's not. You're making that up. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Some days I don't sleep with it on, some days I do. Oh. Yeah, you know. You're headed down a dark road, my friend. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go down that road. <laughs> I got a, I a lot of history down that road. Um, why you don't? Well, you don't wear a metal ring, correct? I, but when I did, I had it on all the time. Yeah. Um, I recently just bought a bunch of silicone rings because they were like worth it. I bought two packs and they're all different, and they were yeah. like five in each pack, and they were like eight bucks a pack. Like they're not expensive. I'm telling you, like you don't even know they're on, and if you lose it, oh well. Like. It's not the end of the world. Well, I mean, I don't realize I'm wearing this one anymore. Like, I've gotten used to my metal one. Yeah. Um, but when we go to um, Wyoming for our honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Don't take that. No. You know. And you know, it's funny. Hannah actually got a bunch of, like, rings for her. Mm-hmm. And you can get, like, you know, an engagement ring and a yeah, wedding ring. Yeah, they look so. like they have, like, a, a diamond or whatever or, like, a stone. Yes. But it's just silicone. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I would highly, 
highly recommend that uh, Michaela gets those. Oh, she already has them. Um, she okay. wears them to the gym instead of like her actual yeah. jewelry because yeah. she goes to the gym. All I'm the telling time. you. Yeah. At this point, like I save my, I, I could put my ring on; it would fall off in a second. Yeah. But if I was going somewhere fancy and needed like some sparkling jewelry, yeah. put it on. Um, well, I actually found this great um, silicone one, and it looks like my gold ring, but it's silicone. Yep. So it's like I, it doesn't look like I'm wearing. Uh, it looks like I'm wearing my ring, but it's it's not yeah. silicone. But that's well, neither go. here nor there. Yeah, we're not talking about that tonight. No, we're not talking the about the wedding's jewelry. over, Tom. The wedding's the wedding over, is man. over, Tom. I know it feels like forever ago. Is that weird? It was forever ago. It's over. It's like <laughs> it's like a little more than a week ago, and it already feels like no. Uh, it's a year. like it's like it's a, it's about ten months. Yeah. Wait, what is? Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, totally, uh, brother. Totally. Um. So I saw Killian got his balloon. How big was that? That thing was huge compared to him. I mean, it's a big balloon, tall. but when you put a small kid next to it, you're like, this is even bigger. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It's five feet tall. It's as tall as Hannah. Yeah. So. Uh, does it. she listen to the podcast? Every now and then. Is she going to listen to this one? Maybe. Her Instagram caption know. for that was like a book. Did you read that? No, I didn't. It was like, she just kept going and going and going. Sorry she loves her children, Tom. <laughs> She's like, new TV. And then it's like, I don't know. Just kept going. Do you get a new TV, by the way? No, it said new TV in the uh, in the Instagram post. I don't I don't think it did. But. I read it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you can look. It's there. Um, okay. Whatever. Well, I thought you got a new TV. I was gonna say congratulations and ask you some questions, but no, I, I have a 65 inch uh, Samsung that we bought about a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. But we have a 65 too. But I think um, when we redo our third floor, we're gonna put that up there. And then get an even bigger one for our um, downstairs because we can fit it on the wall there. You know what I mean? There you go. We had the 65 in our apartment and it was a good size for that. But now we can fit a bigger one. So we're going to get a bigger one. That's what she said. Yeah, unfortunately. Actually, she was the one who said, let's get a bigger TV. Nice. Yeah, I'm down for that, dude. Nice. Are you kidding me? I don't have to convince her that we need a new TV. Sold. Done. Done. Dunzo. Dunzo, bro. Dunzo. Dunzo. Uh, so what's, what, what do you want to talk about? What are you drinking? Oh, um, here's the thing. Water? Water? Yeah. Water. But here's why. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like restock on um, booze before we went to get married. And like I haven't been to the liquor store yet since we've been home. So like there's no, I had one beer left and I drank it the other night and then I was like, Whoops. So the, I got to go to the liquor the store is my point. I don't have any. Uh, what, what is the name of our show? Happy Hour with Tom and Pat. And what does Happy Hour mean? A half off um, apps and drinks. Oh, drinks. So you, you drink, I see. Oh, I see you drinking water of a beer mug at least. I am. Yeah. So I stole this from anyway, um, I stole this from somewhere. I love stealing probably 99. Uh, Probably the 99. I think it is the 99, now that you say that. Yeah, it, it looks like the 99 glass. Yeah, it is. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. Um, so I'm inventing a new day, Tom. It doesn't have the same ring, but I I, I enjoy it. Okay. So we, we don't record on Wednesdays right now, but we'll no, get we back don't. to that. But, but instead of having Whiskey Wednesdays, mm-hmm. how about Truly Thursdays? I like it. And here's why I like it. Um, I like whiskey. I don't want to drink whiskey every week. 
I'm not that into whiskey, you know what I mean? But I like Trulies, and I can drink Trulies every um, every week. So we can do Truly Today. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome back to Truly Today. Um, yeah, we film on, on, what, Mondays and Thursdays? Yeah, I was going to say, we could have done Tuesdays, too. Truly Tuesdays. But just so you guys know, we have planned for St. Patrick's Day. We have something big planned. Yeah, we do. Just You're going to have to wait, though. So... Because that's on a Wednesday, so just, yeah. just just realize that. So, um, before we get into our our segments tonight, brother, um, I recently segments. over the past couple days have watched Rambo one, Rambo two, and Rambo three. When was the last time you watched any of those films? Never. You've never seen any of them. I the last the only Rambo I've seen is the one that where he's in like Vietnam and well they're all in Vietnam but no 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 he's like the first on, one's in um, Washington. No, 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 I know, but the one where he's, like, living on a boat and takes all these reporters... Oh, like the like... new one. Yes. Those don't count. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. don't count. Uh, I was going to say, um, the first one is, like, super, super dark. Oh, it is. He comes home with... Well, the, and he has, like, well, in, crazy in, in, PTSD, and he's, like, crying and screaming. I'm pretty sure in the book he kills himself, but... He does kill himself in the book. Yeah, um, yeah. But then they were like, no, 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 we, we need more movies. He's gonna, He's going to live. Yeah. <laughs> This is a franchise, bitch. Yeah. No, he, I love the... I didn't realize how dark the first one was. Like, it's just... I oh, forgot. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, the other movies are just more about killing people. Like, that's all it's about. He doesn't kill anyone in the first movie. The only thing that's he kills saying. is, like, like a wild one. boar to, like, stay alive. Yeah. He doesn't kill anyone. I love the uh, Amer- I love the American Dad episodes. The, uh... The, uh... What were they... They uh, reenact the, um... Vietnam the War on the golf course. Vietnam War on the golf course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Anyway, Patrick. Wanted a grilled cheese, man. Wanted a grilled cheese. <laughs> he just wanted a grilled cheese. Um. So, Patrick, what are we talking about tonight? Lead us into this first one. Um, which one are we doing first? Well, we can do um, we can do the the movies first, and then the tradition uh, second. Fantastic. Great. So, I, I kind of split my movies up. Okay. So I have movies that are based. So the movies we're looking at are movies that are based in Boston. Correct. So I I, I split some up where there are movies that are the fact that they're in Boston is part of the whole story, and there's movies that are just happen to be set in Boston. Do you know what I mean? No, explain that further. So like Fever Pitch, right? Yeah. Like that movie, the whole part, the whole the, the main line of the story that's based in Boston. Okay. So but then you have, like, The Departed. Like, it just happens to be in Boston, right? But that story could have played out anywhere, and that the fact that it's in Boston doesn't really matter. Does that make sense? I guess it does. Yeah, you're saying they could have had a Departed, but it was in Chicago, and the movie exactly. would have still worked. And it, the movie would have still worked. Oh, the okay. fact that it's just... it's just, it's ba- So, to me, I hate the movies that are based in Boston, and it's part of the story. Like, they just play up the whole Boston, like accents in the Boston like you know, the Red Sox and like all this like stupid stuff so like fever pitch but like <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but like they filmed it at the World Series but I have to admit like in the past 20 years or so there's been a huge spike of movies that are set there yeah you're not wrong um, like I don't remember many movies that were featured like our home city until like the past 20 years or so 
Like, and I, the first one, and this is, I know it's not the first one, but the first one I can remember really kind of gravitating to that was Boondock Saints. Yeah. Oh, it's on my list. Yeah. And that, yeah. And then that was like, that was not like a, a major picture either. No, that was, a, it was you an know? indie film. It seems in like way, it was so yeah. like small. What but it had come great out? actors in it. I don't, I don't even know. I honestly didn't look that up. To be honest. I didn't look up any dates either. I was just writing stuff down. Boondock. I'll look it up, but yeah, but that, 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 I, I love that movie. 1999. Yeah, that's about you know twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say twenty years ago, and then it turns out to be like nineteen ninety nine. Because twenty years ago, years ago yeah. I mean, it seems like it was like the eighties. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but to me, like that was the first movie I remember being like set in Boston, and the reason why I watched it was like, oh my god, it's in Boston. Like I know these places, and like, and I just again, that is a movie to me. That you could just pick everything up and go put it in Los Angeles and it would be fine. Boondock Saints? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could do that with any movie, man. But there's some movies you can't, man. There's some movies that play up the whole Boston scene. Like it's some like... Have you ever you seen know. the movie Celtic Pride? No. That's another one. That's what I'm talking about. That's another one. Um, you could have done that with any sports team. It, it's uh, Dan Aykroyd and um, one of the Wayne's brothers right. and they kidnap a Celtics player. Right, because no, yeah, I, but to to me, like if you have a sports team involved, I'm all I'm out. But this is like a comedy, like it's supposed to be like dumb. No, I know. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. even. I, that's not even on my list. Okay, like <clears throat> one of my so two two of my favorite Boston movies, mm-hmm. and I think you'll probably agree with me on this: The Departed in the Town. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, those those two movies to me, I just I love those two movies. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Um, nope, it went away. Nope, here it is. To me, to me, <laughs> the town, the town. Yes, it's based on like not true events, but like historical events, right? Well, the the the, uh, the um, bank robberies out of it, Charleston. Exactly, it's, exactly. It's not a true story, but it's based on some fact. But again, you could literally pick that up and put it in New York, and it would still work in a way. But if you were just like, yeah, fact, did you know that like Brooklyn has this high, you know, rate right, of, of things? Right. You'd be like, sure, whatever, I'm into it. But again, they weren't the only thing they played up in the town that was like Boston was when they robbed Fenway Park. But I yeah. thought that was really cool. Like I thought awesome. that was a cool way to go. Like who thinks of robbing a baseball stadium? You know what I mean? Yeah, and the fact that they were like, oh, it's the night when they play the Yankees, and like exactly, like, like it played into like, yes, this is set in Boston. Like this is what we look at. Like. And I liked that part of it. Can I be honest with you? Um, I that? love that movie. Uh, the director's yep. cut is even better. Um, I haven't seen it. It's it's fantastic. J- Jeremy Renner, one of his best performances. One of the best things he's ever done. I think that in the um, Hurt Locker. I was just going to say that. Yep, um, those two, absolutely. But um, they ruined the whole heist in the trailer. Because in the trailer, they're like, oh, we're going to take down the Cathedral of Boston. Fenway right, Park. right, right. And you're like, they well, if you hadn't that. told me that, I would have been blown they away. Should've, they should have saved that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Trailers fuck everything up. Honestly, dude, when you send me trailers, I'll watch that trailer, but I don't search for trailers ever. Yeah. Um, ever. Um, I understand they want to grab the audience and like, but if you tell me that but, like... There's this kick-ass movie grab- about a heist in Boston. I'm like, I'll watch it anyways. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care where they're robbing. Like, yeah, you know, you show them driving around in nuns' masks, like they did. You know, yeah, you the have scene to show where that. Like, 
when they're like looking out the window at the kids and the kids are like staring at them. Like, it's that's, a cop. That's good enough for me. Oh yeah, when like, they drive yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kids are like staring at them. Like that's good enough for me. Like I'm in. Yeah. yeah. You have people dressed up like nuns robbing banks in Boston. Cool man. Yeah. You didn't I'm have in. to spoil it with the whole Fenway thing. Right. Um, but the departed. Of, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Speaking of um, being blown away, have you seen the film Blown Away? With Tommy Lee Jones and um, oh my God, what is oh uh, Jeff Bridges? I've actually never heard of that. Oh my God, an Irish bomber escapes from prison and targets a member of the Boston Bomb Squad. So Tommy Lee Jones plays this like IRA um, guy who's got a knack for blowing things up, and Jeff Bridges is like the uh, the Bomb Squad from the Boston Police interesting. Department. Interesting. Tommy Lee Jones is the bad guy. That's interesting. Yeah, and he's got a thick Irish accent. And so this movie came out in, oh, I don't know, 94. And I think it was the first thing I saw Tommy Lee Jones in. And then I was surprised that he didn't have an Irish accent, like in other things, because I thought he was Irish. Interesting. I've never heard it. Is it set in Boston? Really? Yeah. I've oh, yeah. Never heard, I've, I've never heard of that movie. It's really good. Um, it's an oh. early 90s movie. And there's, uh, what's his name? Those, uh, Forrest Whitaker those two has the worst oh. Boston accent I've ever heard in my life. Oh, okay, okay. Pause. I want to get back to this movie in a second. Pause. Do you find that when they have movies in Boston and they cast actual people from Boston, they have the worst Boston accent? Yeah. Like in The Departed, Mark Wahlberg, um, Matt Damon. Like it just feels so forced. And maybe it's because everybody has a Boston accent from Boston. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's because we're here and we're like, that's so forced. But people in like, you know, L.A. would be like, oh, there we go. He's from Boston. You know, when we went to Key know. West, um, one of the people, Michaela and I were out to dinner yeah. and, and they're like, where are you from? I remember. And she was like, you have an accent. And I was like, I don't have an accent. And she's like, yeah, you do. Talking I was like, about? OK. And, and people will tell me that down here. They'd be like, uh, I'll be like, oh, I'm from Boston. Like, yeah, you are. I'm like, what are you talking about? I do not have an accent, but yeah. Gotcha. Um, but 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 that's what I that's one of my pet peeves and we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, continue with this movie. Um, it is so good. It's um, I don't want to spoil it. It's it's about a madman and uh, bombs and uh, the bomb squad. But Forrest Whitaker has the most tremendous or uh, terrible Boston accent you've ever heard in your life. I'm it's sure. like just don't give him one. You know what I mean? Like who's listening to this and being like, yeah, this works. Keep that up. Like pretend pretend he's from like Chicago or like or just have him know, talk somewhere normal. else. Not everyone has to be like. Yo, well, I'm that's from the bomb that, squad. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like people, when they set movies in Boston nowadays, like everyone has to have a Boston accent. It's like, no, we all don't have Boston accents. Like we're not from Boston, Tom. Don't get me wrong, but everyone in the greater Boston area, like you know, has an accent, and that's what they play off. Sometimes like, they're good. Though. Everyone, um, like uh, Casey Affleck in uh, Gone Baby Gone, he does a very good Boston accent. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What was Michael Scott's wife? From the office, you know when they, he gets married. What's her name? And not oh, Anne Hayes. Holly, Holly, Holly. Yeah, Holly. she's in Gone Baby Gone, and she has a yes. fantastic. She plays like a trashy, like yes, Southie girl, yes. and she her accent's yep. like spot on. And so sometimes you you're know, like who, you did a good job, but you know who didn't? And I, she, I, I'm I'm pretty sure she's from Boston, but in uh, the town, Blake crap, Lively she married Ryan Reynolds. Yes, she's not, and she came she's into not. audition, and she came in in character, and um. Um, ben Affleck I thought she, was shocked thought to she find out that she was not actually from Boston. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but she was good. She was, she had a good one. Yeah, yeah, um, she's, she's good. She's but a yeah, tasty treat. It's interesting. It's interesting that people from the area are horrible at it. 
but people who aren't can pass. Yeah. You know? And maybe it's just our ears, but I don't know. Because I, I get comments all the time when I'm down here. When like, I'm talking on the phone, I'll be like, oh, I'm not from here. And they're like, no shit. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, because you don't they, have like a southern accent. No, but they'll say, are you from Boston? And I'm like, yeah. That's so crazy. It's it's like, I don't hear it. I don't like, hear when it I have When I have some drinks and I start talking fast, it comes out. I definitely know that. That's because you're but, talking in cursive. Exactly. It's a good way to put it. It's a great way to put <laughs> you're it. You're speaking in cursive. Um, but when I'm... When I'm just having a conversation just normally, again, maybe it's just because I'm from there. I just don't hear it. Yeah. What anyway, about in Goodwill so, Hunting? Um, did you like Robin Williams' accent? So it wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. I don't remember him having that's one, the way to be honest it. with you. Did he so have that, one? But that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. I think that if they were trying to play up a Boston accent, you couldn't tell. And to me, looking back on it, it's like, okay, like he was a guy you could probably say you've met before. In the area, like he was someone who fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so here's like, it wasn't like he the the right, equalizer with Denzel Washington, both one and two take place in Boston. He's yes. supposedly from Boston in the movie, mm-hmm. yet he doesn't have an accent, and I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. Me too. He doesn't. Maybe he they tried it and they're like, oh, Denzel can't do it. Like we'll just nick nix that. I wish they would hear us. I don't watch these movies to listen to people that sound like they're from Boston. Right. I want yeah, the I mean, story. I if they have it and it works, great. It, it adds a little extra little boop to it. You sure. know what I mean? But it doesn't have to be forced. Right. And so that's that's the one that's my major pet peeve about those movies. Yeah. Like you think about... Um, shit. Um, what's that movie with Tom Cruise in it? That you they filmed right by your parents' house. Oh, night and day, night and day. Thank you. I didn't pick up on that, but maybe that was just me. Like I didn't pick up on any of those accents from the main characters. Nobody had one. Cameron Diaz was exactly. supposedly from like born and raised, born and raised. And, like she didn't have an yeah. accent. And it's like great. No, like nobody gives I mean, a shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, I've just noticed this huge pickup of them having movies set here, and I don't know what's changed. I guess you know what's what funny. Do you think it's changed. You've seen the TV show Cheers, correct? Oh, yeah. Nobody on that show had a Boston accent. Nope. And that was like heart and soul Boston. Right. That was like downtown Boston. Downtown, exactly. And nobody on that show had a Boston accent. And no one cared. (laughs) Nobody gave a shit about it. And that show was Um, highly acclaimed, but it was like, yeah, you don't need the accent to like sell it. And I hate, I hate when they force it. Yeah. Um, anyway, another forced accent. Have you seen R.I.P.D. The Rest in Peace Department? <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about that. With another Jeff Bridges, uh, Ryan Reynolds combo. They play poli- dead police officers. Kev- Kevin Bacon. <laughs> His accent is atrocious. I know. They play like ghost cops. Like I don't know how else it's to say so it. Bad. And like it's dead so people bad. try to come back to the living, and like it's the cops' job to be like, no, you gotta think stay it, dead. Think of it like Men in Black, but with dead people. Yeah, and it's like a goofy comedy. It's not supposed to be. Oh like, yeah, it's not supposed to be serious at all. Yeah, but um, yeah, Kevin Bacon has like another atrocious Boston accent. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I actually was thinking of the that. rest in peace department. Name. R.I.P.D. Yeah. What a, what a, I have to give him credit. That's it's a good clever. title. Yeah, it's clever. It's clever title. R.I.P.D. Yeah. 
<laughs> the rest in peace department. Um. Oh, Ted. Ted too. Yeah, you know, I don't really count those though. Why not? I don't know. I like the first one was all right, but I never really was like in love with those movies. So they filmed again. Um. So you talked about night and day. They filmed in the cornfields by my parents' house. Yes. So Ted two also car, filmed there. The the airplane crash scene in Night and Day. Right. Was filmed in your and then the scene where they're out with the yokels like in the backwoods smoking weed. Right. Where. In, in Ted. Ted. Ted no, two. they're like driving past cornfields in the movie. With um, that girl with the bug eyes, Amanda Siegfried. Yeah, but weren't they like pulled over to like this like ramshackle? Like they pulled up. Remember, remember the, if you're going in down the, the cornfield. No, the second one. And you can go right to the Hogan Center, but there's a left right there with a yeah. house at the end yeah, of the yeah. road. Didn't they use that to film like a scene where they camped out? There oh, they probably of, like, did. I didn't see the movie. Oh, all right. Well, yes. I think they filmed a whole like gotcha. scene of the movie there. That's so. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of filming near us, um, when we, you and I lived on the same street in Gloucester, remember that yep. uh, giant steep staircase? That we almost died going down after we watched Band of Brothers and drank all day? Yeah. Uh, yes. To go to, to go to Domino's? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, they filmed this uh, movie Manchester by the Sea. They, yes. they used that staircase in that movie as well. Look at that. Would you call that a Boston movie? So here's the thing. Where do you draw the line? I know because so, it's like so. So here's the thing: you have Boston movies, but you have a decent amount of movies on the North Shore too. You, you have do. like Perfect Storm. You have uh, Man. Um, um, oh yeah, another movie with accents. Like Perfect that's what I'm saying. Like you have Session Nine. Like you have all. I mean, Session Nine wasn't as big. Don't get me wrong. But like you have these movies that are set up on the North Shore, and you also have movies that are set like in the Cape and stuff like that. So to me. I only classified Boston movies as like being in Boston. So well, like here's Perfect the, Storm. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go if ahead, you go were going to tell someone in Mississippi, they're like, oh, where are you from? You would say Boston. Oh, absolutely. You, you wouldn't say, oh, I'm from Danvers. And they'd be like, what? Well, what I would say is from Boston, they'd be like, oh, and what they usually get is, oh, you lived in Boston? I said, well, I lived about 20 minutes north, north of, of Boston. Boston. Yeah. yeah. And so honestly, dude, you'd be surprised because I've, I've used this line. If you say Gloucester... People know what you're talking about. For real? Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's from, like, the perfect storm. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the the North Shore has has some oomph behind it because of those movies. People know what you're talking about. You also have, like, you know, I know it's not a big show, but you have Wicked Tuna on uh, National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. That was set in Beverly and Gloucester. So I'm not saying that everyone has seen that, but it's, it's exposure. But you know people I mean? might have there's heard more, it. Pe- yeah, heard of it. There's yeah, more people you. who know about that. Oh, so, okay. Um, so they actually know some of, like, Salem. I'll use Salem sometimes. People, oh, everybody knows Salem. Salem. Right. So that's what I'm saying is that I, I sometimes don't use Boston. I, I classify it in Salem, Gloucester, like. And people know what I'm talking about. Speaking of Salem, did you watch that new Adam Sandler movie? Uh, nope. Hubby Halloween? Yeah, I did. It was filmed right where you used to live. Uh, they filmed it in Danvers. They filmed it in Salem. They yep. filmed it mm-hmm. um, They filmed it at the Portside Diner. And that was weird to like see. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, telling you, dude. Like, I just don't get in the past 20 years why all of a sudden... This that area has become such a huge destination. Oh, to money, my friend, because we offer tax incentives. But when? When did that change? Probably with um, one of the mayors, I don't know, or the governors, who was like, we want that revenue, so we're going to offer tax credits to entice I just, I just, movie companies. I just don't remember that. You know what I mean? It just feel like it was like a light switch almost. 
Yeah, there there have been a ton. There um, has to be. Yeah, it absolutely has to be the money thing. Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, it just creates jobs, and you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just, no, I'm I just, just trying to think, think through it. I just remember there was like never movies. There was. I remember growing up. It was never. It was always New York. It was always you know Miami, like Chicago, L.A., like all these big cities. And then all of a sudden, if like all these movies are coming out, it's like, wait a minute, that's set in Boston. Like, oh, that's the Zaken like, Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why would you set it in Boston when New York is right there? Like, New York is more recognizable in a movie. You know what I mean? I bet you it's harder to film stuff in New York. Oh, I agree with you. I agree. Logistically, I just, I'm sure it's tougher to like shut down streets and stuff. Oh, absolutely. But I just, I guess it, to me, it was almost like, you know, on a Friday, they weren't doing any movies here. And then on Saturday, there's like four or five movies coming out. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe that's just my perception, but that's just you. what I felt. Um, what, what are some of the good Boston movies that you've seen? <clears throat> Have you seen Mystic River? I have not. It's really dark, but it's really good. I've heard it's really dark and, and really good, but I have not seen it. Yeah. I'll be honest with you on that one. Well, hey, it takes place in Boston. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have known. The Mystic River Bridge, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, have you seen I, The I Fighter? Think... Yes. That takes place in Boston. It does. It does. Um, I always used to think that the movie Mystic River Pizza, or was it Mystic Pizza? Mystic Pizza was from Connecticut, though, right? Was, was set in Boston. <laughs> I've never seen the film, but I mean... I've driven through Mystic, Connecticut. Yeah, but I always, I in my child brain, right? Like, oh, Mystic River, Mystic River Bridge. Oh, that must be in Boston. Yeah. Um, there's a naval submarine or boat down in Mystic, Connecticut. You might be right. Or am I thinking of two? Is there a boat called the Mystic or something like that? I don't know. Into the Mystic. Oh, good song. Oh, yep. Patriots Day. That took place in. Um, I have never seen it. I refuse to watch it. So yeah, here's my gripe with that. Um, Mark Wahlberg is good at doing like B movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he he can be the star in B movies. Yes. Right. Um, yes. And then I was. Uh, it's a touchy subject, the whole yes. Boston uh, bombing. bombing. I, I uh, just but I saw look. the movie, and again because yep. they created his character who like solves the thing. This movie right, was not a real really person. well done and very tasteful. Like, I, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? I just, I just can't mess up. I, I don't love the idea of people profiting off tragedy. That's all. Yeah, I hear you. But it also brought light to like the victims and like they talk about that. Um, That's great. And, and again, I, I'm sure it was a well done movie. I just could not bring myself to watch it. I hear you. That's all. So you didn't see Stronger? With Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays uh, one of the people whose legs gets blown up. I didn't. That that I would watch. His accent's really good watch. in that, too. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I would watch that one. I think shit like that is is tricky, because he was like, I, I had to meet the guy. And, like, yeah. I have to do him justice, and I can't, like, fuck this up, because, like, well, well, that's, this that's is a real I'm person. Saying. Like, but, that, but to me, that brings more, like, you're portraying a real person that went through real tragedy, and you're trying to bring his story to the screen as opposed to, and this is just my eyes, in Patriot's Day, it was like, oh, there's this huge national news thing and I'm going to make a movie about it. You know, like, yeah, to me, that's a big difference there. I hear you. Oh, absolutely. Um, so th- so the, the the stronger I would watch because it's based on a real person and I'd want to know their story, their struggle, like the triumph, like the whole it's, nine it's yards. Really I'd want to know that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not an easy watch because it does get tough. I mean... Mm. 
Oh, especially if you kind of, you know, lived through it, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like, like honestly, 9-11 movies, I can't watch. Yeah. I know. I can't do it. Where I were you, when you knew when you heard the news? I was in um, physics class, and uh, Ali Sweeney walked into our physics class and said, uh, there's been a, a bomb went off at World Trade Center. My dad works there. And she was, like, all upset. And then we went to I went to band class the next period, and they had a TV just playing the news. And all of a sudden, they came in, and turned it off. Wow! And we were just like, "What?" Because they didn't want us, they didn't want us watching it. It was That's, awful. I was um, a freshman in high school. You were in high school with me, but you yeah, were a junior. A junior. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Mrs. Goldberg's algebra class, and they made an announcement. Um, oh, we were class. right across the hall from each other. Were you in Mr. Rogers' I was in, class? Yeah, yeah, I was in Mr. Rogers' class. We were Fuck right across the hall from each other. <laughs> um, I have a story about him, but that's for another time. Um, another day, yeah. So I was in Mrs. Goldberg's uh, algebra class, and they made an announcement. And yeah. I honestly like didn't... I thought it might have been like... A, not like a joke, but just like... But almost like... This, this can't, can't be, real. be real. Like, what are you talking about? And then for the rest, we got out early, I remember, but we didn't... I didn't do any work. All we did was watch the news in every single class. Well, and that's the problem is that they literally shut down. And I know people in TV class were able to watch it, Mm -hmm. but like they shut down everyone like watching it. We watched it. it, I didn't. We watched a little bit of it and they shut it down. But anyway, my point is that the rest of the day, we had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Anyway, that's Um, that's beyond the point. So Mr. Rogers, hold on. Mr. Rogers was my physics teacher. I think I had him in junior year. And so what you would do is you would do all your work and save it in like a binder. And then at the end of the quarter, give him the binder and he would grade the binder. Right. And mm-hmm. I give him my binder and he gives me a zero. And I'm like, bro, what the hell? And he goes, yeah, I lost your binder. Um, so I had nothing to grade. So you got a zero. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. So my mom comes in, Kate call. She comes in and she screams at this man in front of me. And it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. She's like, uh, did you give Tom a zero? And he was like, yeah, well, you know, he passed in the work, but then I lost it. So I had nothing to grade. So I have to give him a zero. And she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no that was your fault. That was your fault. Yeah. And he was like, I'll, I'll give him an A minus. How about that? She was like, yeah, you will. Deal. And I was like, because that's, I mean, that was like C work that I was passing in. Like, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. You're, you're, you're definitely a C, C person for sure. Yeah. See me after class. <laughs> <laughs> um, he like, she was like yelling at him. And, like He wouldn't like make eye contact with her. Like It was hilarious. Well, I'm pretty sure I was in all of Meg's classes, like going through high school. Yeah. She was all AP and stuff. And I mm-hmm. took a lot of AP classes. I just remember she was like. A student the entire time. Yeah, like I'm. I th- I'm pretty sure I was in Mr. Ro- I'm pretty sure I was in Mr. Rogers' class with, with her. her. Yeah, and with she my was sister. just like the perfect, stu- like the perfect student. Dude, she never even had perfect to like try. Every time. It just came easy every time. Damn Ugh. you, Meg. Damn you. <laughs> yeah, no, Mr. Rogers was a fucking weirdo, man. I remember oh, yeah. after I sure. had my surgery, yeah. uh, leaving me deaf in one ear. I was in his class, and I asked a question. And he was like, oh, are you deaf? I just said that. And everyone looked at me because everyone knew. And I was like, yeah, yeah I am. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, Nasty Girls Force or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> everyone just like slowly turned their head and looked at me like, say it, say it. And I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Yeah. He sent me to the, oh, vice pr- he sent me to the principal's office 
because me and Chris Small were sitting by the window and Mr. Farley was outside and he gave us one of those big Mr. Farley waves because he was walking through the parking lot and we waved back and he was like, what are you, you're being disruptive in class. Go to the office. <laughs> and we go to the office and, um, what was it Mark, um, Strout? Strout yeah. was like, what, what'd you guys do? And we were like, Rogers, like we were waving at Mr. Farley and he kicked us out of class and he was like, yeah, Red Rogers, he's, uh, just hang out for a little bit. He called him Red Rogers and he was like, just hang out for a little bit and go back to class. It's like, what's going on, man? Yeah. I was like, Mr. Farley. Uh, should we take a break, Tom? Yeah, let's take a break. We're getting off the rails. Take a right. break and we'll come back. Two great songs put together. Who can beat that? That's right. Mash up Thursdays. Mash up Thursdays. <laughs> Mash them up That's like right. my taters. That's right. Tater um, Thursday. First things first. Uh, shipping up, up to Boston. The drums in that song, man, get me going. Oh, they, bag, see the tribal, the, uh, like you know. Oh, see, you know what gets me going is the. Uh, um, I can't think of the instrument. It's not bagpipes. Um, it's the. Do, 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 There's a banjo in there. <sighs> All right, anyway, but that whole that whole like first two minutes of that song it just keeps getting going, going. I love it. Like the the beginning of it. Dun dun What's the um the pirate show that we used to watch? Black sails. Sails. Yeah. Had like that same kind of instrument, didn't it? Oh, it's good. Yeah. That theme song is one of my favorite theme songs to a movie. I mean, to a show? Yeah. Well, they use like a traditional like yeah, instrument from that time period. Though. And yeah. I don't know the name of it, but. I, we'll research. If you guys can think of it, let us know. Tom, where can they let us know? Oh, you can email us at happyhourguys with a Z at gmail.com. That is H A P P Y H O U R G U Y Z at gmail.com or find us on the Instagram at happy hour with T and P. I have good news, Tom, too. You know what? <gasps> you saved a bunch of money by switching your car insurance to Geico? 15%, buddy. Oh, damn it. Um, so I am working on setting up a YouTube channel. Yeah, I've um, heard this for a while from you, though. Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm just saying. So, Tom and I not only record audio, but we are on video right now as well. I, yeah. So we figured it'd be kind of fun to be able to record the video and audio and then put it up on YouTube to have everyone see how we're recording, what we look like, all that good stuff. So I am working on it. Tom sent me some good uh, software to use, so I am working on getting that set up, and I'm going to be the YouTube guru um, to getting that stuff up. So more to come. We're working on it. I have a question for you. Go for it. Um, have you tried it at all? The Zencaster you told me about, um, I did try it myself. I did not try it with multiple tracks yet. That's going to be the, the key. Okay, but you did click the you link can, and then... Yes, okay. yes. 
I have tried it myself and it seemed pretty good. Um, I'd have to fiddle like you and I would have to fiddle with it. Like, you know, your video, my video, your track, my track. I just got to figure that part out of it. That's all. Yeah. Gotcha. So we, we are moving that way. We're moving um, and grooving. We if you want to well. watch us, you can right. watch us. I mean, I do have a pretty cool fleece on you. What you all wish you could see right now. And Pat's well, got and some power tools is, behind him. Yeah, I got some fishing rods and a crowbar. I can't um, see that though. Oh, you can't. All I see is your head trimmer. There you go. There you go. Um, and so the other thing is, though, Tom, if we're going to be on video, we get some good backgrounds, some good flags, you know, some happy you know, guy flags, stuff like that. I was thinking that, like, we don't have like a good visual, but whatever. Well, once we get on the video, if we start broadcasting video, we're going to work on that. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, G? So, Tom and I were talking about some, so, you know, speaking of like little town areas. Yeah. There are t- there are towns that speaking we have of the these- town the town they have these crazy traditions Mm -hmm. they're they're kind of around holidays in a way but not always Mm -hmm. so we decided to talk about some of these crazy town traditions now i'll be honest with you i have some from around the world i don't necessarily have you know new england stuff but Mm -hmm. i've got some good ones so i I found with it i found a website uh that told me the weirdest tradition in each state Awesome. Okay. Do you some of them are dumb. All of them are, some of them are really dumb, and some of them are like, what are you doing? Do you want to pick some like top five for each? Oh. Like, uh, I have five, you have five, or do you want to go more than that? Um. Well, like, why don't you lead me through yours first? Well, Come, I'm going to go one got. at a time. Hmm? I'm going to go one at a time. All, all right, right, so go, go ahead. So the first one I have is called Frozen Dead Guy Days. Yeah, I saw that too. Oh, tell me about it though. No, I'm just saying I saw the headline. I didn't. I didn't click it. Let me. Let me. Let me give you the backstory on this. Yeah, you. So when Grandpa Bredo passed away in 1989, he was a Parks and Recreation director in Norway who suffered from heart problems. Four years later, he was frozen dead. Guy, <laughs> living in a backyard, <laughs> in Colorado. Breda's family was into cryonics, and from the time of his death, he was stored in a cryonics facility in California. Like Ted Williams. In 1993, though, his daughter and grandson decided to care for him themselves at their home in, ne- in ne- Nederland, Colorado. Word soon got out that a local family was keeping a frozen grandpa in the yard, and artsy, offbeat mountain town loved it. A couple of <laughs> oh decades God. later, Grandpa Brito is still there, but his family isn't. What the fuck? They ended up heading back to Norway, but left Grandpa in the shed under the care of the Iceman, a hired hand who refreshes the dry ice supply once a month to keep him safely frozen. It's a good thing he stayed, since he's the center of a funny little tradition that's grown into a huge annual celebration that marks the final days of the harsh winter. The party known as Frozen Dead Guy Days takes place over a weekend in March, and it's quite the wacky destination. People come from near and far to take part in the death and winter-themed festivals, including coffin races, frozen t-shirt contests, ice turkey bowling, brain freeze contest, and the frozen salmon toss. There's live music, lots of beer, and of course, tours of Grandpa Brito's shed, where the old man rests in suspended animation, waiting to rise again and greet his fans. What the hell? I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. How long has he been there for? Since 1989. That's insane. And just once a month, they keep putting more dry ice. 
once a month they put dry ice to keep them. That's so crazy, going. dude. Can you imagine keeping like someone dead in your backyard? No. And, like having to go out and like throw ice in there to keep them like frozen. And then you're like, well, I'm gonna move, but like we obviously can't bring them with us, so we're just gonna leave them behind the shed. Like, so hey, 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 Buster, uh, the old town drunk, can you come over and throw some uh, dry ice on him once a month? I know, right? <laughs> Thanks. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like what a job! Like, oh man, it's Tuesday. I gotta go put ice on that. Like, oh god damn it! I go ice the dead guy. Job. Yeah, that sucks. That so that's that's what, that was my first one. I thought it was pretty funny though. That's crazy, dude. Did you happen but, to see the um, the baby jumping one? That's my next one. Yeah, dude, I saw that. that's nuts. Go ahead, I'll talk about that one. No, all right. So baby jumping festival. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you think making babies cry is an odd pastime, try lining them up on a mattress and attempting to clear them in one jump. <laughs> this is welcome real. To, it's in welcome Spain, right? Cast, welcome to Castrillo de Merca, Spain, where babies are the subject of yet another festival. This one is also about warding off evil spirits from the new life. But here the babies simply lie in groups on mattresses on the street while people dressed as devils jump over them. This sounds like a Borat thing. Like can you, I can see this happening in Borat. The, the baby Gypsy jump baby. event called <laughs> the event called El Colacho, that's the name of the festival's baby threatening devil, is part of Christian Town's Corpus Christi celebration at the end of May or the start of June. It's a celebration focused on general purging of evil from the town. In the days leading up to the baby jumping event, men in devil costumes wander the city, harassing its inhabitants, symbolizing trouble. The central component of the celebration is actually a parade that winds to the city in which any child who has taken First Communion in the preceding year marches alongside the clergy. It's following the parade that the babies take their positions on the ceremonial mattresses that stretch down the main street. As El Colato jumps each infant-laden mattress and runs away, any evil follows them, leaving the, baby, leaving the babies cleansed and ready for a good, pure life. Some babies cry. A few roll off the mattress. Many laugh. There have been no reports of bad landings. Yeah, the picture I saw was like two mattresses deep and the guy was jumping over it. And there were like moms on either side of the mattress, like keeping the babies from like rolling off. <laughs> Just like, dude, what if he like steps on their head? You know what I mean? Oops. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I just I just picture the Borat like I picture Borat like lining up and doing it like it's just have you anyway, seen the new Borat somebody... I haven't I heard it's actually kind of good though dude it is so funny uh but yeah this is very much like a Borat uh yeah my name is Borat I'll jump uh, your baby running of the Jews <laughs> give me your baby I'll jump I'll jump your baby all right give me yours give me yours Tom well mine weren't um like that per se like it was just like it's it right. went through all 50 states and it was like this is the strangest thing but not all of them are dumb like mississippi it's tradition yeah. it's quirky christmas decorations and it's like christmas displays that typically feature santa claus reindeer and the magi are not enough for some residents of mississippi to embellish holiday displays even more folks in mississippi sometimes add sea creatures such as octopuses and lobsters like okay cool like that's you have a Christmas octopus, like that's cool. that's have, the craziest thing not, Mississippi does. I have not seen that, but okay. 
Um, there's a testicle festival in Missouri. Oh my god! Oh my god! You took that oh, okay. on June second. Yeah. Uh, this festival is held in the town of Olene, Missouri, and features such delicacies as Rocky Mountain oysters, which are, of course, <clears throat> cattle testicles, and turkey <clears throat> testicles. If that <clears throat> doesn't make your mouth water, then there are other food options at the event, which is celebrating its 25th year this year. They've Only had 25 year, really? testicle festivals. I figure something like this would have been like 300 years old or something like that, you know? Like, it's something that you've done forever, so you can't stop doing it, as opposed to, hey, we just started this, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Like, um, um, I got I got one. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike the Headless Chicken Day. Oh. Yeah, I think I've heard about this. He... Uh, uh, me... uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Okay. On September Day, on September Day in 1945... Fruta, Colorado, again, Colorado, mm-hmm. resident Lloyd Olson set out to his barn to fetch dinner. His chicken Mike was on the menu that evening. Olson's mother-in-law would be dining with the family, and her favorite part of the chicken was the neck. Um, so Olson attempted to slaughter the chicken while keeping its neck intact. He carefully positioned the Wayodet rooster to preserve its neck, swung his axe, and took off Mike's head. But Mike didn't die. And the next morning, Olson found him pecking for food. Olson discovered that he had accidentally left one ear and Mike's brain stem intact. He'd missed heck? Mike's jugular vein and a blood clot kept Mike from bleeding to death. Although Mike was entirely headless with no face or mouth, in fact, Olson kept Mike's head in a jar. He was able to live beside the brain stems, control a chicken's reflexes. Impressed by the creature's will to live, Olson began feeding Mike with an eyedropper and the chicken survived another 18 months. Yeah, dude, that's insane. To this day, the town of Fruita, Colorado, celebrates Mike with the annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day. Every year during the third weekend of May, the town gathers to commemorate Mike's indomitable spirit with, chi- with events like chicken dance contests, chicken recipe competition, and the 5K Run Like a Headless Chicken Race. So, Michaela, mm-hmm. that is on your bucket list. What? To run that 5K. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Like the turkey trot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, why That's would you one. like let it keep like I don't know like I would kill him and be like oh this thing has no well here's the deal if you named your chicken and it was still alive you probably have some sort of attachment to it yes but you cut its head off and so like clearly your attachment isn't that great because you were gonna eat it right. and then you're like oh my god it's still alive um, but it goes along the principle of like an inmate who's on death row you put him in the electric chair and shock him and he's still alive does he deserve to go through it again. Or do you keep them alive? Hold on. Let me unpackage that. You're saying if an inmate is sentenced to death. Yes. And then goes to the electric chair or the, you know, the whatever, whatever they use, the needles and stuff. If he doesn't die, he did not serve his sentence. So then you have to do it again as inhumane as that sounds. but, But morally, if you're sitting there. You carry you you quote unquote carried out the sentence. You didn't you if followed. he's not dead. We're not going to get into the discussion. My point is, is that same thing. Like this I guy guess. went out to ki- this guy went out to kill Mike, yeah. chopped his head off. See him, Mike, and he didn't die. So why? Because know, why the chicken can't eat. The chicken can't. But he did. He fell with an eyedropper. I know, but I'm saying like that's not a quality of life. You have like the hospice care for a chicken. My point is, I would have done the same thing. All right. I would not have. I would have shown mercy 
And you I would have given that to chicken. Chicken. For heaven. some reason, this chicken or person didn't die. So therefore, this for some reason, this this thing has to be alive. Okay. There's a reason for this thing being alive. What if it was suffering and you just didn't know because it didn't have like a mouth to be like, "Hey, man, kill me." All I gotta say is, if this thing is pecking for food, it means it doesn't have much on its mind. Yeah, that's true. They don't got big brains. They don't got so no big brain like, like me. Whatever, whatever. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Um, Patrick, do you know what a cow chip is? Say it again. A cow chip, C H I P. It's poop. It is poop. Absolutely. In the springtime in Nebraska, there is a cow chip throwing tradition. There's a lot of cattle in Nebraska, and those cattle generate a lot of poop. But the poop really? doesn't go to waste in Nebraska because they take the dried up cow patties and they use them in a tossing contest. And the photo here is a child holding up two handfuls of cow poop. Can you imagine the first the first annual cow chip throwing contest? How boring those lives must have been to say, you know what? I bet you I, I want to have a contest. Than you. Oh, hey, Baba Joe, I bet I could take this cow poop and throw it further than you can. No, boy. no, I'm going to throw that cow poop further. If you have to, if you throw it further than me, you got to chug this shotgun, this bear. You got to eat the cow chip. Ah. Like, who, who, like, why is that a competition? Bro, I don't know, but it's a thing. Why couldn't you just, why, why couldn't you just pick up a rock and say, who can throw this rock further, you know? Because there was a lot of cow poop hanging around, I guess. Yeah, but but why that? I don't know. Why is that a competition? Um, couldn't tell you, bro. But I do know that I like Vermont's tradition. Oh boy! Do you know what Vermont does? Something On June with, 9th... what? You're not gonna let me guess? No, go ahead, go guess. Something with dairy or ice cream. Mm, interesting, you say that because it's not either of those things. Oh, okay. <laughs> On June 9th. Or weed, or weed, or weed. Oh, ooh. Marijuana, you say? Mm-hmm. That's also mm-hmm. wrong. Okay. <laughs> On June 9th. Well, actually, you may or may not use that, but that's neither here nor there. On June 9th in Vermont, there is a naked bike ride. Oh. Vermont, which has been more tolerant of public nudity than other states, has hosted several naked bike rides. A significant one is in Montpelier's observance of World Naked Bike Ride that is held towards the end of spring. Uh, That ride, which has been held since 2007, starts at the Free Ride Bike Co-op and then goes through the center of Vermont's capital. Now, um, I went to college with a lot of people from Vermont, and like people did this. Well, here's the thing. I went to school with some hippies who were like, they, they have done but, this, like, bike ride naked. Okay, let me ask you this. When you talk about tradition... Yeah? How far back do you think something needs to go to be tradition? Because I and, could walk out tomorrow and shit my pants and call it <laughs> Mississippi shit my pants day. You know what I mean? Like, As long as you've done it annually, I think... But my point is that right. so next year on February twenty sixth is National Shit Your Pants Day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What what constitutes a tradition? Um, an antique is anything over what twenty five years old. Yeah. There, no, there's like an actual rule of thumb for like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure that they do have. Well, maybe maybe a tradition is just something that you've done annually more than once. Maybe like as long as you've done it twice, it's a tradition. See, I disagree. Oh, let's look it up. 
No, no, I'm not saying that the you know the definition. Is oh, that. you're I saying think, you know. I think a tradition is something that's stemmed in at least like 40, 50 years. A it's family tradition. Try go ahead. The transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation. There you go. So that's like thirty years, probably. Yeah, I mean, at, at least, at least. Yeah, it's there's no like hard number, obviously. Well, my, my my point is is that this bike race, the first person who ever participated in it is probably still participating in it. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's not like it was like last year was the first one. It's. But I, I, I hear guess, you. I hear again, you. I'm. And again, I'm not downplaying your tradition here. My point is, is that I think we oversell traditions. Like, well, how long have they been doing the greasy pole in Gloucester? That's a tradition. That's a, that's a great question. I don't know how long they've been doing it. I think it's been for at least 50, year, 50 60 years. Oh, you think it's been that long? I pictured it I being like know. 20 years. I'm going to look it up right now. Because that I would call that a tradition. Because, I mean, if you're from the North Shore, you know about the Greasy Pole. Oh, where, yeah. Where during the... Uh, what's the festival? The... Saint... This is going to... Saint something. Yeah, hold it's, on. It's a... Yeah. Basically, there's this platform out in the harbor with a... Basically, a telephone pole that stretches out into the water, and there's something on the end of it. And they grease it up, and they just have people try to crawl out to the end of it to grab... It's like a flag or something. Right. Um, and it, you fall into the water when you fall off. Saint Saint Peter's Fiesta. Yes. Um, yeah, it's great. So I've, I mean, I've been. You've been. So the um, festival began. So here we go. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, <laughs> you sounded ready. No, the festival began 1927. But right, but that's just the Saint. Yeah. Right, I'm trying to figure out when the actual. So the greasy pole competition originated in Sicily in the 19th century. Uh, and then was brought over to Gloucester by Italian immigrants in the early 20th century. Okay. So we're talking like early 1900s here. Okay, fair enough. So again, I'm not downplaying like you, you no, always have to again, start I'm somewhere saying, with the tradition. Right. But if I'm talking about like the craziest traditions, to me it's like what has been around for so long and people just do it because it's tradition, but it's like you look at it and it's like, why the hell are we doing that? You know, like it just seems so out of place and quirky. Um, South Dakota doing it for so long. South Dakota's had a mashed potato wrestling contest since 1997. See, that's on the that's on the cusp. You think that's been long enough for me? I I think so. I think that that's been long enough. That's been what? Twenty three years in early August in in South in Clark, South Dakota. uh, They have potato day. And at the end of the day, they have a giant mashed potato wrestling contest held in a large pit filled with mashed potatoes. And that's my point is that maybe, you know, in 2000, you're sitting there like, what the hell is this? But we're sitting here in 2021 and it's still going on. Yeah. Okay. That's something that could be like there. So to me, where we stand right now, anything in my judgment, anything that happened before 2000. Isn't a tradition in your eye? Is a tr- anything that happened before? Before, yeah, yeah. To me, is right there. That could be considered tradition, in my eyes. But that's just me. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so crazy, liberals up in Vermont, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, like there's organs. There's only been around since 2002. Never mind. That's a long time ago. Again. Yeah, it's not, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's uh, right there. Yeah, it's a stupid one. It's like Zoo Bomb. And it's every Sunday. Portland is one of the best American cities to ride your bicycle. And residents celebrate their bike riding passion with an event oh called Zoo Bomb, which has been going on since 2002. As night falls, folks mount children's bikes, mini bikes, and unicycles, and careen right, through. You the just said you just said mount children. <laughs> like, bicycles. Oh well, it's Portland, Excuse man. Me. You couldn't pay me to go to Portland. I'd uh, like to see it, but that's about it. It's just like a pile of children's bikes in the middle of the street. Like I don't get why that's a thing. That yeah, it's, that, that's weird. Yeah. So here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that I, standard I have for tradition. Like, so the greasy pole contest mm -hmm. that was an ethnic tradition from Italy mm -hmm. that they did for hundreds of years, and when people came over to this country, they brought that with them because it's a cultural thing passed down from generation to generation. Right, and tradition. to me, you look at to me, tradition. you look at today, and you're like, "What the hell are you doing?" But it's like, okay, like I get it. Like you, you know what the other thing I'm thinking of? You know the Highland Games? I do. And from so like they have those 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 big logs and they toss them as far as they can. Yeah, you sit there and look at it and you're like, "What the hell are you doing?" But it's based in tradition. Uh -huh. It's based in that this served a purpose at one point for training for whatever it was. Training, training into yeah. a competition. Yeah. So, and this greasy pole thing was probably something that, you know, the the man who won it probably was like you know the best man in the community. So they got to marry the prettiest you know what, you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like there's some of all the reason ladies. for it got yeah. you but to ride children's bikes every sunday and throw them in a pile in the middle of portland like yeah it's stupid it's lame uh, all right i got another one for you tom okay festival of near-death experiences Ooh, tell me more so in the town of Le les nevius in galicia spain of course Near the border of Portugal for the annual Fiesta de Santa Maria de Robertame, or Festival of Near-Death Experiences. Oh. This festival takes place every year on July 29th. Celebrates those who have come close to death, death and live to tell about it. What's the dress code? BYOC. Bring your own coffin. Oh, my God. In this bizarre pilgrimage celebration, those who have come near to death are carried into the church in coffins by members of their families. The group follows an effigy of Santa Maria or St. Martha, the sister of the biblical Lazarus, who Jesus rose from the dead. Thousands of people attend this festival and participate, often spill out of the church into the street to listen to the service over loudspeakers. After the service, attendees process out to the cemetery, falling behind Santa Mar Marta, the patron saint of the town and the saint of death. Most attendees tell similar stories about their brushes with death. You can expect the usual accounts of bright lights and echoed voices. And while you're not lucky to find any wacky coffin race at the festival, you're bound to hear some interesting, if harrowing, tales. Damn. Um, I can get behind that. That's kind of fun. I mean, I bet you a lot of people like make stuff up, but... Well, it goes back in religious aspects. Like, it's probably people who had these needed experiences need to be like, hey, I'm still here. You know, like... I was almost there, almost there, and I saw the light, and now I'm, it's it's all about the religious part of it. Like, yeah, I saw God, and this is what I saw, and all this stuff. Like, you know. I'll make you see God. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of seeing things, I just I can't find it now, but New Hampshire's 
tradition thing is like UFO. They do like a whole UFO thing. So, I've been watching this series on Hulu. Yeah. It's called Skinwalker Ranch. That sounds weird. Um, So anyway, check it out. There's this ranch out in Utah that has this like, it's like the epicenter of like UFO sightings and like calf, calf uh, cattle mutilations. Like it's, it's crazy shit. Is Steve um, the Pirate in it Steve from the Dodgeball? Is, no. You know who Steve the Pirate is from yes. Dodgeball? Yes. Okay. Because he's in a show where he's an alien. No, this is like a docudrama. Oh, got you. It's on the History Channel. Oh, okay. So it must yeah, be it's true. One, it's one. It's one. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. But, but I've seen other like series about this place, and it's it's kind of crazy. But anyway, that's way off topic. But UFOs are real. Um. Yes. And the annual UFO festival in Exeter, New Hampshire, has become a traditional event in New England for those who believe the truth is out there. New Why Hampshire have I never heard of that? New Hampshire has had a few celebrated UFO encounters, including the alleged abduction of a New Hampshire couple in 1961. Well, if you are here, Patrick, in for September 1st and 2nd, you and I will go to the annual UFO festival in Exeter, New Hampshire. Can we wear tinfoil hats? I would have to. I don't want them reading my brain. That's right. Uh, yeah. Patrick, um, before we... Um, talk about anything else we forgot to talk about black mass oh my god yes and then we were like oh when we come back from break we have to talk about that and, and then we got distracted we, by the is song we, is we played black friday and that played right oh not black friday i'm sorry never mind. just keep going wow you were the one talking what do you mean me keep going Anyway, uh, Patrick wanted to talk about the movie Black The name Mass. is Rebecca Black, all right, who sang Friday. So that's what I was thinking. Black, Black Mass. You Black you know. Friday. I don't know. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Um, did you like the film Black Mass? Loved it. It was boring, but I loved it. It was so boring. I thought but it was going to be like, it. like like a Goodfellas type movie with Departed, a lot of action yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. you know, gangster-related action. It was all And this like, was like a slow... I thought Johnny historical Depp, documentary or something. So. I thought Johnny Depp was amazing. He was amazing, but amazing. there was like little to no action in it. And oh, like, I agree. It was all psychological. Yeah, it was all psychological. But I thought the the fact that he so if you so this movie is about Whitey Bulger, and for those of you, I mean, for all you listening, you know who Whitey Bulger is. So I'm not going to explain. You do, it, but unless you're from Ireland or Iraq or something, but look it up on the internet. Google um, it. Google it. So anyway, Google Johnny Depp. You probably remember him as Jack Sparrow, tall, tan, and handsome. Edward so Scissorhands. In this movie, he plays this white, blue-eyed old man. Well, not always old. Well, here's the thing: when you look at him, you don't think he's Johnny Depp. He looks like Woody Bulger. Yeah, I know. He looks exactly it's like crazy. Woody Bulger. And it's all yeah. psychological. It's like you said, it's all psychological. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be like a, uh, like a mobster kind of movie because you know right. he. Oh, also, um, The Departed. Yeah. Um, is based Jack on Nicholson's character yeah. is based off. Yeah. Whitey Bulger. So that's what I thought it was going to be like. Yeah. Was real life Departed. Yeah, but it wasn't. It but was it slow. And well but acted, I, I, but just like it wasn't I, what I thought it was going to be. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah, and it's a Boston movie. Yep. 
It's about true events with true people. True Irish gangsters. Yeah. Rep the Irish. Uh, anyway, Patrick, we don't condone violence on this podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> we condone Rebecca Black. Black Friday. <laughs> Is that when she starts rapping? Black Friday mass. <laughs> Go to church on Black Friday. <laughs> All right, Patrick, what do you say we uh, call it a day? Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say to anybody? Um, sucks that you guys are in New England because it's so cold. Um, I'm going to have 80 degree weather next couple of days, so suck it. You like apples? How do you, you like, like those these, apples? These apples right here. <laughs> How you like them apples? I got a number. I like them apples, them road apples. I got a number. You, you read your Gordon Wood? <laughs> you regurgitate your Gordon Wood and your economics? Uh, that's from Goodwill Hunting, I believe. Patrick, it's not your fault. What? Remember when he makes him cry? He's, he keeps being like, it's not your fault. Shut up. And he shut up. Don't fuck with me, Sean. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Look at me. Anyway. All right. Well, we're at Ta- 69 Tom. minutes right now. So, yeah. t- ooh, nice. Um, nice. Tom, what uh, what song should we go on? We got to think of a good song. So uh, we haven't thought of it yet. So for all you, this song yeah, we don't have anything on, right now. It's gonna blow your mind. Well, we're gonna figure it out. But I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope that you all stay positive, but test negative, and make sure to tune in for the next one, because the next one is uh, a Happy Gilmore episode. Hey Chuck, I'm looking at you. Yeah, Chuck. And here's the thing. If Chuck is just going to give movie quotes, then he's not coming on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's going to have real discussion. Trust me. Okay. I, I'm not looking for someone to just be like, you, you like apples? <laughs> How do you like these apples? Oh, say, say, do what we do. <laughs> yeah. I don't need someone doing my job for me, okay? <laughs> no, no. Chuck will put you in the closet. Trust me. Okay, cool. I'll, with R. Kelly? I was in the closet. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for yelling. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay positive. Test negative. I'm tuning for the next one because the next one is the best one. Bye. Bye. Massachusetts.